Welcome to the Knitting on the Run podcast, where it's always knitting and running in 30 minutes or less. You can find me as Windswept Monique on Ravelry and Instagram, or as Windswept Knits on Facebook and Twitter. Show notes can be found at my website at windswepknits.com. Hello and welcome to episode 79 of the Knitting on the Run podcast. I'm recording on the afternoon of Thursday, May 14th, 2020. And as you can probably hear, I am currently outside. It is a beautiful sunny day once again, finally, yay, getting more rain again tomorrow. So we're just, you know, we're outside. You may hear background noise of my kids running around and playing. You may hear background noise of birds or the occasional large truck that takes our road to bypass U.S. Route 1. But, you know, on the plus side, you also might hear turkeys that one just gobbled back there. And we also have um, deer that were in our yard about a minute ago. So, we'll see. This could be interesting because we're all here. Whips. So, work in progress. So, first off, the Southwoods sweater. I have um, finished the sleeves of this sweater, which is really exciting. I only have the collar left. I did change the sleeve, so the sleeves came down past the elbow, and it was a folded over sleeve. So it was kind of like you knit, and then you knit a contrast color, then you folded the contrast color back over. Um, And while that was pretty, it's kind of not what I wanted. I didn't want a very restrictive end of the sleeve. I kind of wanted a little bit more of a flowier end of the sleeve. And I also liked the idea of having the sleeve end um, like right at the elbow, like just before. So when you put your arm down, you got an armchair you wouldn't actually have the fabric on your elbow would bend just before that. So that's what I did. So to make the end of the sleeve just a little bit flowier, I replicated the lace from the bottom and the back of the sweater and used that um, just about maybe a, a 10 or 12 row repeat of it to make a little bit of a lace edging. And I used the contrast color there, so I would still make the contrast color. So all I have left is the collar but I'm going to hold off on that because Stash Dash begins on May 22nd, which is coming up in a week and a day, give or take, from the time I'm recording this. And I definitely want all that meterage to count because that's got to be... That's definitely got to be a thousand yards, so I really want that to count, of course. On to the Sassy Rapitude, so part of the Rapitude collection by Megan Williams, Just Run Knit. I cast this on with Yellow Kobasi by Haiku, and that's a bamboo cotton blend, and sorry, and also with a bamboo cotton blend that I got from the Great Adirondack Yarn Company, which I bought at Rhinebeck. I am still in the seventh section, haven't gotten too much farther from our last recording, and that is still Garter Ridges, um, and it's really fun. I'm enjoying it. I just put it down a lot for the last week, trying to work on some other stuff, like finishing up the Southwood sweater. On the next one, I have the Lace Weight Boxy. It's now about 13 inches long. I'm continuing to work on this in Lace Weight by Spinaway Farms that I got at Rhinebeck several years ago, which is a, um, a Lace Weight bamboo, and it's in kind of various shades of blue. And a new one that I, you guys haven't heard about in a while, I pulled out the Aggregate Shawl, or Aggregate 2 as I'm calling it, by Jimmy Knits. Um, and this I started last fall, I think last September, October time frame. And I had to put it aside to work on Christmas gifts, and then I had to work on the costume for our trip in like February, and then the pandemic hit, and it's just been insane. And I realized the other day, like, wait a second, I never finished my second aggregate show. I gotta work on that. So I pulled it out, and I am still working on that in two colors of 10-cell yarn that I bought from Artisanal Yarns at Yardback 
at Rhinebeck, excuse me, a couple years ago. I am working on a right-hand wedge, and I am going to do at least another, two more left-hand wedges and a second right-hand wedge to balance it out. And then we'll see if I have enough yarn to do any more um, center triangle sections. And there is one new pattern. Of course, I need a new pattern like I need a hole in the head, but I started the Papillon sweater, Butterfly Papillon. But, um, sorry, I don't have it written down who it's by, but if you've seen it, you'll know it. And I'll put it in the show notes. I'm using some Barocco Medina that I bought at the Yarn Patch in Crossville, Tennessee last year. And also a gold tensile yarn from Artisanal Yarns that I bought at Rhinebeck a couple years back. And I am enjoying this. It's short rows. I like short rows. I mean, obviously I like short rows. I'm working on my second aggregate, second aggregate shawl, excuse me. And I always use short rows to do my sleeve caps. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying this papillon. I'm I'm only on section 13, I think. I've lost track of how many, so it's still fairly small. And I, you know, I'm already finding at the point I'm where I, I end in the middle of a of a row, quote unquote row. Um, but it, I'm enjoying it. And if I use Knit Companion, it's pretty easy to keep track of what's going on. So that's not a problem. So yay, Nick Companion. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. I've also spent a little bit of time working on the Go with the Flow shawl. I'm still in the center section. I'm not a big fan of the hand spun that I'm using for the center section. It's one of my early attempts. I mean, it's one of my early successful attempts, but honestly, it's pretty awful. So I kind of keep putting off finishing this shawl. I've now got a million ends to weave in because the places in the yarn is just so bad that I really don't want them in the shawl. So, you know, I'm thinking maybe I should just stop the center section, keep going with the rest of the shawl, because I really like the pattern, just not the yarn I'm currently working on it with. So, yeah, it's, um, it's a pattern by Jennifer Lassonde, and it's a great pattern. I highly recommend the pattern. Um, just make sure you don't use, like, one of your first ever homespuns <laughs> to knit anything. <laughs> on to spinning. So, I finished the first color of the gradient. I think it's called Forested Skies. got to look up the name. It's from Buchanan Fibers, and it's five colors, five ounces, and I have two of them, so I've got ten ounces total. I have um, finished two ounces, the green malachite color. Uh, that's done. I posted some photos on Instagram. I'll link to it in the show notes. It's beautiful. And I have started the second shade of green, which is a little more... It's still a dark tone, but I want to call it dustier. There's a hint of gray... It's a tiny hint of a blue, like there's a blue undertone, but it's definitely still a green. Almost like a slate green, if that would be a real color, if you take my meaning. But it, it's absolutely stunning. I, I really love it. Um, and I can't wait to get all of this done. I, I want to spin the, um, the whole thing and ply it all as part of Stash Dash. And maybe, if I'm really good, even knit it up into something I can wear this summer, because it's gorgeous. So, pattern stocking. So... What do I want to knit it up as? Um, at the moment, I'm kind of thinking of doing another Southwoods, but doing it without sleeves. So just do the tank top part and maybe even leave off the collar. Just do the, the lace back and the lace underlay and then do the gradient up the body. Because I tried my Southwoods on as just the body without the sleeves on it. And it was awesome. I loved it. I was so excited. It was really flattering. It was very pretty. Um, and I would love to have one of those to wear in the summertime. I have also been stocking um, the Electric Ladyland pattern by um, Rizanets Cassandra Rizardi. It is beautiful, it's fun, it's flirty, it's flattering. It's got a little bit of open back, but not too much, especially, you know, if, if you've put a few pounds on during quarantine like I have, you, know, you might not want to show off your entire midriff, but this just shows off like a little triangle on your back. Um, and so I'm thinking about making that one. Um, it's really fun, 
and um, it's, she uses fingering, but she knitted as a sport weight gauge. So I was thinking I would use a sport weight yarn because I have a ton of sport weight and I don't really have quite the quantities in fingering weight and cotton doesn't block quite as aggressively or bamboo doesn't block as aggressively as um, the wools she was using. But I'm thinking I could still, you know, make it and still get gauge and have an amazing top. So that's my thought at the moment. On the run. So I have definitely been struggling to incorporate fitness since I tweaked my back about a month ago. Um, so at first, everything hurt. I did hurt. So that, that didn't do anything for weeks. And then after that, we're at the point now. And when we reach the end of the day and everyone's tired and just fighting with my kids to do their schoolwork all day and just the constant rain, you know, I just, I had nothing left. But uh, luckily the weather has improved a lot. It's still cooler than normal most days. You know, today is an exception. Today is absolutely gorgeous. It's no longer raining five of seven days every week, which is really nice. So what I'm doing now is I'm looking ahead at the weather forecast and trying to schedule walks midday while the kids are doing some online learning or while they're at their recess. Um, my husband's working from home, so he can keep an ear on them if I leave the house for half an hour. I also finally got new shoes, and I think this is going to help. So I need um, narrow shoes, really narrow shoes, especially in running shoes and sneakers. Uh, if I wear a regular sneaker and try to tie them, the two sides where the laces loop through will meet, or more likely start to overlap, which is really not comfortable after a while. <laughs> Unfortunately, most shoe companies don't make narrow sizes or will only make it in one or two models in a limited range of sizes and once they sell out you're just you're up the creek without a paddle you're out of luck there's there's nothing you can do till they make the next model so i started looking back in november for a neutral narrow running shoe i finally found one a month ago when brooks or ish month ish ago when brooks released their newest glycerin model and it arrived this week so so far so good i have them on now breaking them in I've used ASICs the last seven or eight years, but last year ASICs stopped making narrows in their neutral shoes. So I guess I'll just have to get used to the Brooks because at the moment it's literally all I can find. But um, at least they're, so far they're comfy. I'm going to take them out for a true test run tomorrow. Keep your fingers crossed. Hopefully next time I record you don't hear about how I like broke something on a run. I've also been trying to strength train twice a week. Um, it may, you know, that sounds probably more intense than it actually is. I've you had like sneak in an exercise while the kids are working in their schoolwork, which, you know, I have a four-year-old, so we're talking like a five-minute attention span, but I can sneak an exercise in and then an hour later sneak another exercise in around the kids' work, even if it's only four or five total across the entire day. You know what? It's better than nothing and it's a start and whatever gets your body moving, that's what you got to work with. Out and about virtually. So yeah, of course, obviously we haven't really you know, gone anywhere except for the grocery store and the one or two run to Home Depot to get some fun home repair stuff. But uh, there are some things going on around in the knitting crochet world right now. Vogue Knitting Live is happening right now through the 18th of May. I don't know if any classes still have openings. I did not sign up. I was thinking about it and I did not sign up in time. So I'm just kind of basking in the aura and having fun hearing about everybody else talking about their classes. Maryland Sheep and Wool was fun. It was almost two weeks ago now. It was all virtual, and the interest was so great the service crashed. Luckily, uh, someone, I'm sorry, I forgot who at this point, but someone stepped in with a PDF with links to all the vendors' websites, which was wonderful. So thank you. Thank you to whoever did that. I ordered a couple skeins. I ordered silk from Tessa's Designer Yarns, which arrived last weekend. It, I ordered, uh, it's about 150 grams of silk, so around 660 yards. It is so soft and squishy. 
It is like from the kind of like a periwinkle blue to a lilac. It's a tonal silk. And I'm, I think I'm planning on knitting a tank top on that. I'm like a, like a strapless tank and then doing a strap, like a contrast, doing a contrast strap in like a gray. That, or I'm maybe toying with the idea of, of using this, like the, the lilac periwinkle tonal as the skirt portion of the electric ladyland and maybe getting something really bright like a bright yellow or a bright pink or something, even like striping yellow and pink, um, which is really outside my comfort zone, but just is really attracting me. The bright colors are attracting me right now for some reason and using that for Electric Ladyland. But I don't know. We'll see. I also ordered a skein of alpaca silk linen lace weight from 100 Ravens. I'm still waiting for that one to ship, but that is going to be a shawl. Uh, it goes from a cream to kind of a light blue, or maybe not cream, more like an off-white to a light blue. It's called She Persisted, and I'm really looking forward to getting a hold of that. Um, I love the yarns from Tessa's Designer Yarns and from 100 Ravens. Um, I don't usually get to order to buy from them so much. Uh, Tessa's booth is always so crowded at Vogue, and every time I go in, and I, I want to look, but there's like a billion people there. And she out. Oh, you know, she often carries the wool because, of course, it sells more. Same thing with the 100 Ravens. You know, I've, I've run into them several times, and they are lovely and so nice and wonderful to sit and chat to. But, of course, when they come to the shows, they bring the wool yarn because it sells more, and I, I can't buy wool for obvious reasons, you know. Um, but with the whole thing going virtually online, I get to, you know, order from them uh, and still take advantage of all the fun stuff going on with Maryland Sheep and Wool virtually. So that was wonderful. So excited. So that was a great time. You know, maybe if we do this again next year, they could do a virtual component. I don't know. I knew it was a bit more work than anybody was anticipating and definitely more people trying to get to the website than anyone was anticipating. But, you know, they had a, I think they had a pretty good turnout considering, you know, everything that's going on. So that was exciting. And my kids are still running around outside and, and I think they're going to get pretty loud pretty soon. So we're going to wind up this recording here. Thank you for putting up with all the back row noise. We're lucky the turkeys stayed away. And I think my kids scared off the deer, so we didn't have anybody quite literally crashing the party. But thank you for enjoying the uh, little birdie surround sound. And I will talk to you all in a week or two. Keep those legs and those needles and crochet hooks moving. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.